1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: There's a guy in France. There's a guy in New Mexico. There's a guy in Utah. There's one guy on the list who goes by the initials AJ. I don't think the Messiah will go by the initials AJ. I just, it just doesn't sound messianic to me, you know? There will be many false Christs that will come, Jesus said. But false Christs are not a sign that we are in the last days. It's just the way it's going to be. There's a
1: famous comedian whose byline is, Here's your sign. It just means there is something very obvious you have realized. We all know about signs the Bible talks about showing the end of the age or the second coming of Christ. There are people who say the world will end on a certain date or that the Messiah has already come. Jesus told us not to believe it. Today, Pastor Dan takes us through a very detailed explanation of what things will happen and what not to expect before Jesus' return. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, as he continues his message, The Olivet Discourse.
2: What will be the sign of the end of the age? And so the disciples asked three questions. And with each question, they asked for a sign that that event is about to occur. What is the sign that will tell us the temple will be destroyed? What's the sign of your second coming? And what's the sign of the end of the age? Now, what is a sign? A sign communicates information. When you're driving down the highway, a sign communicates what's up ahead, road work ahead, rest area one mile. A sign communicates what is coming. The disciples want to know what signs will precede these three events so that they know that they're coming. What signs will precede the destruction of the temple and the second coming and the end of the age? Now, the first question regarding the destruction of the temple, when will these things be? Matthew doesn't record the answer that Jesus gave to that first question. Luke's account does record the answer. In Luke chapter 21, verse 20, Luke twenty-one twenty, Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its destruction is near. So that will be the sign that Jerusalem and the temple are about to be destroyed. The sign will be when Jerusalem is surrounded by an army. It's interesting the story with that. Uh, initially, the Roman army surrounded the city of Jerusalem in 66 AD, uh, but then the Roman army had problems with their supply chain and supplying their soldiers. And so the Roman army briefly pulled back their army from around Jerusalem. The believers that were living in Jerusalem, knowing what Jesus said, that when you see an army surround Jerusalem, know that that's the sign that the destruction of Jerusalem is about to take place. The believers that were in Jerusalem at that time, when the Roman army pulled back, they all fled the city. And they went over to modern-day Jordan And they stayed there. There were no Christians that were killed in the siege of Jerusalem. Because they all took Jesus' words literally and believed what he said. And when they saw that army, and then when the army pulled back, it gave them a window to flee. And they fled over to what we would say is Jordan today. And then after the siege of Jerusalem in 70 AD, the Roman army comes back. They destroy the city. After that, that group of Christians actually came back to Jerusalem and built a church there in Jerusalem. It's one of the oldest churches in the world. It's still there today. So Luke gives us the answer to this first question about the destruction of the temple. Jesus answers the question, what will be the sign of the end of the age, beginning in verse 4. Now think back, if you will, to middle school and your middle school history class. Do you remember how we chop up history into a bunch of different ages? There's the Stone Age, the Bronze Age, the Iron Age, Age of Discovery, Scientific Age, Age of Revolution, Exploration Age, Industrial Age, Space Age information age, and so on, and so on, and so on. We like to chop up our history into a bunch of little ages and define it by different ages. In the Jewish mind, in Jesus' day, there are only two ages. There is this age and the Messianic age, or what the Bible calls this age and the age to come, which is the Messianic age, when Jesus Christ returns to the earth with power and great glory, and he rules over all of the earth the messianic age when christians pray the lord's prayer they pray for this age to end and for the messianic age to come they pray thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven they are praying for this age to end and the age to come to begin whether they realize it or not they're praying for the messianic age So there are only two ages in history according to the Bible. There is this age that we're living in and the messianic age when Christ returns. I like that. I like that there's just two ages. The Bible tells us that human history will not continue on forever That one day Jesus will interrupt human history when he returns and establishes his kingdom here on the earth and rules over all the earth as king of kings and lord of lords. This age will end and will enter into the messianic age. And won't that be glorious, right? And we say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, right? Establish your kingdom, And so when the disciples ask here, what will be the sign of the end of the age? They're asking, what will be the sign that this current age is ending and we are about to enter the Messianic age? Now, Jesus gives his answer and he begins his answer by telling us what will not be signs this age is ending. And we are entering the Messianic age. So these are not signs that we are nearing the end of this age. Look at verse 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but... The end is not yet. Jesus says these things will characterize this current age, but they are not an indication that we are in the last days. He says plainly, all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. It's not a sign that we're at the end. These things will happen, but the end is not yet. There will be false Christs that claim to be the Messiah or claim to be Jesus Christ, and they will deceive many. Historically, Jesus was the first person who claimed to be the Messiah. No one in history made that claim before Jesus. But since Jesus, there have been many, many, many people who claim to be the Messiah. In fact, did you know on Wikipedia there's actually a page that lists all the people throughout history who have claimed to be the Messiah. The page is entitled, List of Messiah Claimants. Who knew that page existed? I didn't know. And there are several people listed on that page who claim to be Jesus Christ, who have a following of people who believe that they are, that person is the Messiah, Jesus Christ. There's a guy in Siberia. Right now, who claims to be Jesus Christ, and he has a following. There's another guy in the Philippines with a following. There's another guy in Brazil who claims to be Jesus Christ. A guy in South Korea. There's a guy in Australia. There's a guy in France. There's a guy in New Mexico. There's a guy in Utah. There's one guy on the list who goes by the initials AJ. I don't think the Messiah will go by the initials AJ. I just... It just doesn't sound messianic to me, you know? There will be many false Christs that will come, Jesus said. But false Christs are not a sign that we are in the last days. It's just the way it's going to be. Jesus said, let no one deceive you. And sadly, many people have been deceived by false Christs and false messiahs. You know, spiritual deception is is the worst kind of deception because it has eternal consequences. If what you believe about Jesus Christ is wrong, if you've got the wrong Jesus, that has eternal consequences. That's why it's important for us to study the word of God and be students of the word and be diligent students of the word so that we know the truth and the word of God will protect us from deception. Jesus also said there will be wars And rumors of wars, but this is not a sign of the end of the age. Even if those wars are in the Middle East, it doesn't mean it's a sign of the end of the age. And here Jesus is talking about local wars or regional wars. He says, you're going to have wars. But wars are not an indication that you are nearing the end of the age or that Jesus is coming back soon. or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
1: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
2: There have always been wars and the threat of war. In fact, in the past 3,400 years there has been peace for only 268 years total. In other words, only 8% of our history has been peaceful. With all of mankind's advancements in intelligence and education, mankind cannot figure out how to live peacefully on earth. In fact, mankind has become more violent and more deadly, not less. And the reason is because man's heart is desperately wicked, the Bible says. And man is sinful. There will be peace on earth when Jesus Christ returns. He will establish peace on earth. He's the prince of peace, the Bible says. And he will bring peace on earth. There will not be peace on earth until then. Just as Jesus said, the poor you will have with you always. There will always be poor people. We can't eradicate poverty. We can't eradicate war. That will come when Jesus comes. And so having told us what are not signs of the last days of this age, now Jesus tells us what will be signs that we have entered the last days of this age. Look at verse 7. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places All these are the beginning of sorrows. These are the signs. These are the signs that you have entered the final days of this age, and the messianic age is about to begin. Notice Jesus said these signs will be the beginning of sorrows in verse 8. That phrase, the beginning of sorrows, it means birth pains or labor pains. Your translation might even say birth pains. It's speaking of contractions. These signs will be like labor pains when a woman is in labor. Contractions. Now, I personally have never experienced labor pains because I'm a man. And men cannot have babies. I never thought I'd have to make that announcement. But in this day and age, you got to clarify that stuff. Now, I have seen my wife go through labor three times. And when a woman goes into labor, often her contractions begin small. They may even go unnoticed at first. A woman may not be sure that she's having a contraction when labor first begins. She may even say, I might be having a contraction, but I'm not sure. But as the labor progresses, what happens? The contractions become more intense, more painful, the contractions last longer. They occur more frequently. You begin timing them to see if you need to go to the hospital. And the contractions reach the point that they start occurring one right after another, where the woman barely has a moment to catch her breath from the last contraction before the next one begins. And all those contractions are necessary to birth the baby. They are painful, painful but they produce a wonderful result. The events Jesus describes in Matthew 24 are necessary to birth the messianic age. Just like labor pains, these events will increase in intensity and in frequency, and they will last longer and longer until they are one right after another and the world will not have time to catch its breath from the last crisis before the next global crisis occurs. But ultimately, these events will birth the return of Jesus Christ to the earth in the messianic age. So what are the signs that Jesus mentions? Look what it says. Jesus said, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. If you're taking notes... That phrase, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, it is a Hebrew idiom for world war, for world war, a worldwide conflict. It's used in several places in rabbinical writings for a worldwide conflict. Jesus said, hey, you're going to have wars. You're going to have rumors of wars. You're going to have these regional conflicts. But that's not nothing unusual. That's not the sign of the end of the age. The sign of the end of the age will be when you see worldwide conflict. When you see world war. World war is the sign that you've entered the final days of this current age and will soon enter the age to come. Question. That's not a trick question. Has there ever been a world war before? Yes, there has, hasn't there? There's been two. We call them world wars, don't we? World War I and World War II. Now think about this for me. For all of human history, however long humans have been on the earth, however long you think humans have been on the earth, there were only local wars. There were only regional wars until the 20th century. And for the first time in history, there was a world war, World War I, 1914 to 1918, just a little over a hundred years ago. My grandparents were alive. My grandfather fought in World War I. And World War I was called the war to what? End all wars. And people really believed that. Because for the first time in human history, there was a world war. The whole world was involved in a war. And people really thought, after this, we'll never have another war. After World War I, Congress cut funding for the military and considered closing the military academies because they believed there would be no more wars. But 20 years later, there was the second world war. Just 20 years. So only local conflicts, regional conflicts, for all of human history. And then you have two worldwide conflicts within 20 years of each other. Jesus said, world war will be the sign you are nearing the end of this age and about to enter the messianic age. And up until 1914, people could read that and say, well, well there hasn't been a world war. And now we've had two. Interestingly, both World War I and World War II Those two wars set the stage for the reestablishment of the nation of Israel in their homeland. World War I resulted in the British liberating the land of Israel from the Ottoman Empire after 400 years under Muslim rule. It's a really fascinating story. When the British army under General Allenby came to Jerusalem, Allenby was instructed not to destroy the city because of its religious significance. And so Allenby was trying to figure out, how do I take this city without destroying it? Allenby was a Christian, and he was reading his Bible, and he read Isaiah 31, verse 5, that says, Like birds flying about, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. And he read that, and he thought, birds flying about will defend Jerusalem. And Allenby had this new weapon called an airplane that had never been used before in war. And so Allenby printed up thousands of flyers that said in Arabic, Surrender the city, Allenby. But in Arabic, it looked like it read, Surrender the city, the prophet. And he sent his planes up over Jerusalem. The people in Jerusalem had never seen a plane before. It looked like birds in the air. And they dropped these leaflets, these flyers that say in Arabic, Surrender the city, signed the prophet. And the Arabs laid down their weapons and walked out of the city. He conquered the city without firing a shot. There's a famous picture of Allenby walking into the city through the Joppa gate. Walking into the city. God just delivered the city into his hands and the British captured Jerusalem and they captured the land of Israel and the British favored the establishment of a Jewish state in the land of Israel. You have the Balfour Declaration, supporting the idea of a Jewish state in the land of Israel. Three years after World War II ended, 1948, the modern state of Israel was established. Fulfilling Ezekiel 37, the Valley of Dry Bones, came back to life again after not existing as a nation for almost 2,000 years. Israel was reborn. A remarkable miracle. It's never happened to any other nation or any other people. Those two world wars were the catalysts that led to the rebirth of Israel. And Jesus said, this will be the sign that you're coming to the end of the age when you see world wars happening. And he said that these events will be like contractions, like birth pains. There'll be worldwide conflicts. Since the First and Second World War, worldwide conflict has become normal, hasn't it? Now, when there's a war somewhere in the world, a whole coalition of nations get involved in the conflict, directly or indirectly. The current war between Russia and Ukraine is just the latest example of this. Many, many nations are involved in that war on both sides. Regional wars are like a thing of the past almost now. Every conflict becomes a global conflict. For 2,000 years, you had only regional wars. Beginning in the 20th century, now you've got global conflicts. And now they're very common. Jesus said another sign of the end of the age will be famines famines again these things will be like birth pains so we should expect famines to increase in the last days with greater intensity greater frequency greater lengths of time
3: he asked me how
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast, You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's CalvaryEC.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth.
3: I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack.